It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Volume. It's Jenkins and Jones presented by FanDuel. The NBA season is kicking into gear and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. The app is safe, secure, and easy to use. FanDuel has exclusive offers, boosts, and more all month long. When you win, you'll get paid fast. FanDuel has lots of ways to play like the spread, money line, over-unders, team totals, player props, and so much more. Jump into the action at any time during the game with live betting and combine multiple bets from the same game in a same-game parlay and try out Same Game Parlay Plus. So, download the FanDuel app today to start making every moment more. Disclaimer, must be 21 and over in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG. All right, we're very excited to welcome on to this week's Jenkins and Jones and Friends, our old pal, uh, a, a, a budding success all over the place. Every everywhere we look, he's got his face. Is is Langston Kerman of the podcast? Yeah. My mama told me, Langston, welcome to the show, bro. Thanks for coming back on. Fuck yeah, I'm happy to be here. And uh, <laughs> and what an intro! I loved it. It, it. it made it seem like I'm really important. I fucking they, hell yeah. Very important. You're 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 on network TV now, bro. You're our you, you know you're our little cousin that that uh that we're gonna be hitting up for money like <laughs> shortly. <laughs> hey man, I was a series regular on a network television show that so few people watch. You don't even know that it existed. What? So you know, was that Brandon? <laughs> was that the character you're talking yeah, about? The uh, yeah uh, yeah. I've done it all, baby. I, I used to make way more money than I do now. <laughs> Bro, it seems Times like you're everywhere, G. Like, I was about to ask you how you manage all that with the shorty, dog. Like, I'm, get, I'm getting my ass kicked trying to figure it all out. We had an interview last yeah. week, and I was about, what, 40 minutes late on that motherfucker because I completely forgot about it. How are you doing that, G? 
Yeah, I, I will say that that number one, a nanny changed everything. Where it's like, yeah. uh, you know, if if my wife doesn't respect my work, and I don't know same, where your same, wife falls. Same, and she shouldn't. Honestly, I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. Like, yeah, I don't disagree with her choice. It, it's inconvenient for me. I wish you respected me, too, me but me you're too. not wrong. <laughs> But but yeah, so because of that, uh, I think she would naturally presume I'll just be daddy daycare forever and always and unless I'm like on camera and that's not a possibility. So I was real adamant we get a nanny and that opened up worlds. But then her mom also like doesn't work and it will like just be here for months on end and that shit. Whew, it, it saves a lot of a lot of free time. You know what I mean? That's a double edged sword. What are you all with that? Yeah, <laughs> it could be. I'll say this: uh, her mom is single, and she put me in charge of her hinge account. So she's she's my hero. Hey, I speak don't. on that, dog. <laughs> hey, she doing numbers on hinge, dog. I, I'm out here swiping old men that look like turtles. Come on, dog. I'm, Damn, G. I'm, I'm flirting, baby. And I'm going crazy. So how does this work? <laughs> so you're actually interacting on that side. Absolutely, I I have her I have her entire control. So I pick the men, and then I chat with the men, and they're all terrible at chatting. But I persist, and and then I I when I've agreed that this is a man we should engage with, I tell him give me your number, and then I give her a screen share of all of his information to make sure that she can like call with uh, confidence. You know what I so mean? So you're a filter then. Yeah, no, you go, you have man. got your work cut out for you because. Men, especially older men, are terrible fucking texters, and I kind of realized that shit when I, when I like texted them. Te- I was I was texting my uncle like like a month or so back. I do some shit on the grill. I was like, bro, you you want me to bring you a plate? He said, I got I got to go to to the doctor tomorrow. I was like, bro, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? Yeah, that is like, hey, 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 hey. I asked you right. one question. What's happening, bro? He was he was so bad at communicating with me via text message. I legit asked my wife, yo, am I this terrible at, at communicating with you? And I just don't know it, like, cause this it, he had no idea. Yeah, he was so bad at that shit. Yeah, no, all their messages. There was one dude I was messing messaging with, and at one point, I I just said hello. I was like, "Hey, man, uh, how are you?" And he replied, uh, "I'm okay, just lonely." Oh, and it was like, "Bro, not yet. that's early, bro." Come on, man. What? <laughs> at what? We just started. <laughs> at what point can you say that though? Never. Don't don't say that. Don't write that down for anybody else to read. You say that in private in in front of a fire. You don't fucking put that on on paper. Is it acceptable for that age group, though? Is it acceptable for that age group? You know what I mean? I I pray to God it isn't. I want there's got to be if that's acceptable for that age group. We're never going to reach a point where we can vote on the same things in the same way. Like there, it like literally ruins all of our potential for unity in this country. If there's an entire mass of people that believe I'm lonely as a greeting is is correct. <laughs> Sad, people bro. need a sales background you need to understand the immediate question someone comes up with is why is this person lonely <laughs> why <laughs> why man there must be a reason he's lonely right, you old as fuck you ain't got no friends you ain't got no family like what's going on with you dog yeah nobody in your life was like hey don't say i'm lonely first you know what i mean nobody cares about you enough to be like hey that'd be the wrong entrance if, if you were thinking about it 
Can I, uh, uh, John and Tyler, can I take two minutes and explain to Langston oh, how he is the became the subject of the stupidest running joke we have Absolutely. on our show? Oh, man. Oh, All I'm right. Go okay. ahead. Okay. Go All ahead. Right. Okay. This is entirely a running joke about how stupid I am, so I think that you'll appreciate it. But when we had you yeah. on the pod, you mentioned, I think it was shortly after your, your daughter was born. Is that right? I feel like I think it, so. Yeah, no, yeah it was it somewhere was, in it's, that. It's, it's I a, think yeah, it was yeah. before because yeah. oh, okay. because we we were both our our wives were both pregnant at around the same right, time. Right, right. So it had to be right. before. Okay, yeah. and I remember you telling us at, just when we were talking off air. I remember you telling us it was a little stressful being like on the opposite side of the country. I think at that time from your wife, and yeah. it was like you were stressed. And John and I, John was like about to become a dad. That was like all he and I were talking about at that point. And I'm just someone who really cares about people's families and them becoming dads and everything and so i was like damn yeah. that's fucking tough like and so we you know we talked about it a couple times on the pod or not on the pod we talked about it a couple times with three of us just bullshitting so john a year later or whatever john's taking his baby to swimming lessons and no he saw i'm swimming you. i'm taking swimming lessons i'm a i'm a i'm a i don't You're know how to swim, swim. i let yeah, me yeah. be clear i wasn't gonna bring it up but i've seen this nigga swimming <laughs> You know what I mean? I've seen him learning to learning swim. Learning to I swim, man. We, we, no, it was it was a very fragile, uh, uh, exposing thing. I was like watching. There were no cool hats, no riffs about Kyrie. It was just a man fighting water, bro. Man versus Being the element. Very, very afraid. <laughs> In six feet of water, bro. Crazy. All right. So John mentioned to us. He's like, I saw. He's like, oh, hey, I saw Langston when I was at the pool. And I was like, <laughs> me, my immediate thought, like Langston, my brain opened the file up. I was like, I hope he, everything's good with him and his family. I know he was he was stressed about it the last time. So I asked John, I was like, where, is, where was his wife and his kid with him? And John was like, no. And I was like, oh, okay, man, I hope everything's good. And John said, what the fuck do you want me to do, Mike? You want me to walk up to him and go, Langston, where's your family, bro? <laughs> <laughs> he was, I, I told him you was with your grandmother and your kid you know what I mean and he yeah. asked about everything and I'm like bro like you want me to be like how's your family dude everything okay did you lose your family dude like, like where, dude where's your family like hey man uh, just checking in on you and your wife are, are you guys are you lonely you like solid dude? footing <laughs> yeah, so, so, so that became you know, a running anyway. joke that we used for like Tom Brady who, who threw his whole family <laughs> oh man Tom where's your family bro where'd your wife go Tom <laughs> oh that's so funny oh man that's great I love that I love oh love being an inspiration and love seeing a, a man I didn't expect to be swimming swimming was, you know? was my swimming that bad it wasn't. No, you were doing great. Okay, were, don't lie really, to me though. You can tell me. It's just I'll, I'll be honest. Okay. It it was so wild because it's a facility I I almost exclusively associate with children and elderly people. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's just babies and then like eighty year olds doing aerobics on the other pool. Like it's not a, a place that I'll be like, oh, there'd be. I, I bet I could see a friend yeah, right. uh, <laughs> learn to swim for the first time. In his 30s. Right. Uh, <laughs> was John knocking babies out of the way? Was he like so, Was he like creating tidal waves that were drenching old ladies and shit? Uh, you know that. You know when somebody's like, uh, they're, they're scared, so they're splashing a little too hard. You know what I mean? It's that kind of energy. It's like, oh, he, it was a lot oh, of arm, scared. not a lot of leg. 
It's still that, but we're learning how to use the legs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's, he's just a little scared. <laughs> right. Or a lot, bro. Or a lot. But whatever, man. We figured it out. We figured it out, man. Has, has baby girl learned how to swim yet, though? Uh, she, you know, she can go under and, and, uh, and do it without us blowing in her face. She can't really back float. Yet, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And not, we can't do those videos where like, you like kick the <laughs> shit out of your kid into a pool. I'm <laughs> doing an I mean? obstacle course underwater. You know what I mean? Yeah. The <laughs> ones where they're throwing the baby in, like they're chumming the water for sharks. They just pick the baby up by the leg and just underhand them right <laughs> into the middle yeah. of the pool. <laughs> Did you see the video when they smacked the leg, like the baby got smacked into the water, like that older lady? How, like yeah it, i didn't like that one that one made me uncomfortable she tricked that that baby you know what i mean she like kind of smiled a little bit at her and was really warm and then like muffed her into the pool and that was nah that was unacceptable you know what i mean i might have i might have i won't, I probably would have told rather to put hands on or something obviously i couldn't have done nothing but like yo some there might have been yeah. some some reaction to that dog like she backstabbed no there's the, no way right Right, the baby did a backflip into the water, dog. She pushed hell out that baby. Like, damn, you need all that? You feel me? Yeah, it felt it felt like like almost an RKO. You know right. what I mean? Like almost right. a full fucking wrestling right. move. Right. On that poor child. And the smirk left her face immediately, too. It left too fast. You know what I'm saying? That's what made it crazy. Right. Because now I know you're just tricking the baby. Right. If you kept smiling, I maybe this was just a, gen, a genuine feeling you had, but this is your responsibility to smack her into the pool. Crazy. Fine, I can live with that. But you getting serious afterwards means you fucking you're evil. Right. That was, you're that bad. was crazy. Yeah, no, you're a bad person. So how's this, like, the schedule of the pod? Like all the stuff you do, like I was saying, like how do you manage all that? Because like I said, I'm, I'm struggling with that. So how do, how do you figure that out? Are you like a 5 a.m. Waking up in the morning, ass nigga, like doing a like a oh, cold no. plunge, <laughs> <laughs> listening to motivational videos, bro. I need some help. I, I'm, I'm not, and I wish I was. I don't know if if there's any if if that's in any of y'all, but like I really fucking wish that I was a wake up at like six and like fight the wind with punches and then <laughs> that's John and then make eggs. I'm you know not. I, mean? I want to be. I need to be, bro. I John, need to be. What time you wake up on a day off? What time you wake up? It's day off, bro. I mean, I wake up with the baby every morning, dog. You know what I'm saying? You we don't wake up at six a.m. before yeah. you had a baby. Day off, 6 a.m.? Maybe about 6.30. Maybe about 6.30. You know what I'm saying? That's maybe about 6.30. And he drinks these Tyler Toad Langston about the shakes that John drinks. Come on, man. <laughs> oh, oh the, the, the amino acid drinks, the, 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 the stem cells, the baby fetus. <laughs> Have you DNA heard of amino acids <laughs> <the> before? <laughs> Have you heard of amino acids before? It's a very normal I thing to drink. I have heard of amino acids, but I think it's way more fun to say that those are stem cells. So I'm going, I'm going Team Tyler on this one. You, you, you weird nigga. You right, bro, you, like, like we know what amino acids are, nigga. They are some a hormone your body produces. How you buying that shit at GNC, dog? Because it's yeah. bro, you can buy this shit at Target probably, nigga. It's Is very it? normal. It's not. I just don't think it's normal to turn a human hormone into some powder that you put into a smoothie, dog. <laughs> it's next to your Flintstone vitamins, bro. It's not a big deal. I promise. It's on the same aisle. <laughs> nah, <bro. laughs> this nigga think I'm like grinding baby fetuses up and making my own. I guarantee own. you Flintstone you know vitamins I mean? do not have amino acids in them, dog. I guarantee <laughs> no, they, they can't because they're for kids, Tyler. But it's in the same right. aisle. 
But kids can't have amino acids. They can't have a little little taste. No. <laughs> I mean, my wife says Ron uh, me can. I'll be trying to like. <laughs> I thought like get a little wow. sip. Let's see. Yeah, come on, try it. What, what's going on? Get her that bad. <laughs> you could be buff. Let's see what happens you know when what we mean? get a buff baby. You know what I mean? <laughs> Let's see. But it can't be that bad. Come on, man. Yeah, no, we we give my daughter uh, fried chicken. That that's worse than whatever amino acids could do to to a baby. You know what I mean? I, my baby don't like chicken, bro. I feel bad, no? dog. Don't no, get that, man. what? She don't long. like chicken, dog. She spit it out. And I looked oh, at her like, man. <laughs> have I not hey, done what, my what? part? You know what I mean? <laughs> what Whoa. have I done, bro? Crazy, crazy. And not in any form. You, nah. you haven't been. Nah, bro. Damn. Nah, bro. Uh, uh-uh. uh. Nah, man. Oh, she'd rather have rice with like yogurt and that's just babies, bro. And pe- that's just <laughs> yeah. that's just how lots of babies are. Tyler will make some fucking chicken for Somi at some point, and it'll change her whole life. <laughs> okay, man. Maybe I'm just my not kids. The chef eat, my I need kids eat all kinds of shit they didn't eat when they were toddlers. You know what I mean? They, that's my, fair. They, they didn't. My, Maya would eat bread and rice when she was a toddler. That was the only thing she eat, and now she eats Damn. bread and rice and. Toast. <laughs> and hot bread. Hot bread. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I don't know that you get to I think all you can do is just introduce them to everything and, and hope that they, they're cool about it, but it's not like we can fix it. That's the that's the crazy part. They just choose and they keep rechoosing every week. I mean, yours chose fries chicken, so you've done the good. You know, you've done your part, man. Yeah, no. Look, my baby eats dirt, so I don't think uh, I don't think she's leading. You know what I mean? She's not a good leader, but she is. She she'll take it down. You know what I mean? She'll eat whatever. It don't matter. (laughs) So Langston, my man, I want to tell you personally how much me and everyone here loved fucking bust down. It was phenomenal, hey. bro. It was, it was, it was like one of those shows that became part of my self care routine. Like, like I'm like, all right, I will queue up an episode. I'm a goddamn get high, you know. Uber eats some shit here, and I'm a laugh at these motherfuckers, goddamn, you know, holding themselves up at the sperm bank on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> a little treat for myself. So yeah, man, yeah, it, it, it's dope. an amazing show, man. Um, just curious, like, is season two on the way or? No, no season two. Obviously, yeah, uh, for those that yeah. don't know, Jack R. Knight, R. who R. was one of our creators, uh, died, and uh, we wouldn't do it without Jack. Jack and I, especially, sort of were on the uh, the front end of a lot of the the writing because Chris and Sam are celebrities and very busy, and so uh, I I wouldn't even be able to to figure it out the same way if if my guy wasn't a part of it. Um, and also, Peacock didn't want it back because, nigga, we were acting up. Really? So, I don't know. <laughs> nigga, bro, that's the most well, I've that, laughed that, that's since my, that's my show. First I was question. telling them, bro. Like, the, I the, the question that. we always asked about Bust Now is, how the fuck did you make that with NBC? <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, to be clear, and I'm, I'm a messy little bitch, so I'll say all this stuff. They, <laughs> they never wanted the shit in the first place. They uh, did that, I think, more as a favor to Lorne and a desperate reach to keep Chris and Sam in the NBC uh, universe mm-hmm. because they were SNL and, you know, right. all the shit. And so they they uh, agreed to buy this series sort of as like this favor, which is why it was six episodes. It's not like we would have preferred six episodes. We We had a lot more in us. Uh, and so like we had this small order 
on this network that never really wanted this shit and we did everything we could to like do exactly what we wanted uh in that short time so you know we we fucking we yeah covered my boy income and and (laughs) (laughs) had ladies fighting in restaurants you know what i mean like we we did everything we could we we fucked homeless people (laughs) we we swung hard hard than a motherfucker you know We treated it. We, you know, it was Lynch sanity for us. That's. I think that's a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was our Lynch sanity, where everybody was like, "These niggas are going crazy. This might be." Well, no, we're not going to do that no more. Was that liberating? I mean, like for 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 you and Jack, like knowing, like, okay, hey, we sort of have a window here. This is probably not turning into eight seasons with fucking NBC. Was it liberating to just be like, we can do exactly what the fuck we want because we're just there's no greater expectations beyond making what we want. I don't think I don't think we knew that uh, as much as uh, I'm making it sound in the front end. Mm-hmm. Right. I know it much more now. now. Right. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, sort okay. Of like through through the process of attempting to release it, but while we were writing it, I think that just was that. That's always been who we as a four as a, a group are. Is like people who are interested in being like weird and edgy and. Uh, a little naughty for whoever's mom could be listening type shit and and that so all of that felt very correct to our style and then when we saw the way they behaved after we were like oh oh yeah we should we we didn't play any game that would have helped us keep this for them you know what i mean like was there any pushback before it was released like uh, you know what's crazy is that during the writing process, because of the way that SNL schedule bumped up against when we could actually shoot this, mm-hmm. we had just finished writing season one of Pause with Sam J, which mm-hmm. I had wrote and Jack wrote on and Sam, obviously, and, and so we we had just finished that in like May, and the writing schedule was like eight weeks uh from may to like like the first week of july like i think almost fourth of july might have been our last potential writing day Mm -hmm. so we had eight weeks to fucking pack this thing in which is hell on us but it also forces that network to not be able to like make drastic ass changes on Mm -hmm. everything because that window is so small so they can't ask us to do six rewrites on shit that they would have wanted to ask us to do six rewrites on because no they didn't want to fucking have a dude covered in cum they were furious (laughs) at the the very idea of it but don't they know the people that are going to watch that are the people that are made to watch that you know what I'm saying? They like, don't know. They don't know them niggas exist, <laughs> which is why they're have those shows don't exist. Do you know what I mean? It's not that people haven't been showing up with weird fucking ideas this whole time. It's that they're like, there's no audience for for come covered people. <laughs> we don't believe that's a thing that that is out there. And then we, it as in the little dent that we left, sort of showed that like, not nah, the audience exists. And if you put your money and shit behind it, maybe that audience can really feel like seen and heard in a do, new cool way. But they don't, you know, they don't believe that. That's that's sort of my takeaway from it. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home services marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. 
Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled professionals to get the job done well. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects easy. We've used Angie at my house. We had some work done. Uh, We had some painting done. We're able to find a bunch of really qualified people with good rates through Angie and pick someone we're really happy with. It was super easy to use the app, super easy to connect with someone. We got the call right away, so we didn't have to sit around and wait. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installation, or cleaning. Angie has simplified finding help for home projects. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service projects from start to finish. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com or download the app today. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. How did you get Freddie Gibbs to play his part in that? And the thing, and I, I met Freddie Gibbs the night you had the like yeah. the opening, and he was like the nicest nigga on the planet. Freddie, coolest. And shit. I was yeah, like, I, I was, I had to like, you know, muster up the the strength to, you know, hey, you're my favorite rapper on the planet right now. <laughs> you know what I mean, Mister Gibbs? He did Gibbs? the Mickey Mouse voice too. You know what I mean? He's from Gary, Indiana. Be talking about all types of shit that I have never experienced. So I'm like, but he was so cool. Yeah, excuse me, Mr. Right. Gibbs. I, uh, <laughs> he was like, I sure do like your music right, a lot, Mr. Right. Gibbs. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> shuffled over there and fucking said that. Yeah, but I believe you the most when you say you've killed people, right. Mr. Gibbs. <laughs> Don't look him in his eyes and shit, nigga. I'm nigga. No, man, he was now, cool Freddy, as hell. Yeah, he's he's cool as shit. And I think we got really lucky because he, he had just hit a window where he was like really bump like moving into acting but hadn't gotten like a chance to do a comedy yet. Mm-hmm. We're the first comedy he's ever done. And if you watch his videos, you know he's always being funny. Mm-hmm. And he, even mm-hmm. when he's rapping, he's like always on some silly <laughs> right. shit. Those, those big time Watson lose with his uncle, dog. Oh my fucking god. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
He's just hilarious, like naturally funny. And so like nobody had wanted him to do a comedy because they're still looking at him as the the gangster rapper. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so we were we were looking for this character that would be willing and feel like they would like bully the shit out of me through every single episode. And it was like, well, who am I most scared of? Freddie Gibbs, I think is who we're gonna aim for. And and he just, you know, it was fucking perfect. Right. We asked and he was like, Hell yeah. And and then he showed up and he was so much funnier than I think we could have ever imagined he would be. For sure, for sure. Worked out perfectly though. Yeah. So um, you know, unfortunately Southside ended too. You know, you're a writer and actor yeah, on that. You know, you you've been talking about how shady the, the the TV business is now. We saw it firsthand with how that shit just ended out the blue. Like, I mean, I mean, how how do y'all yeah. deal with that shit? I mean, I, besides, you know, hey, you know, chalk chalk it up to the game, keep it keep it pushing. But like, like, you know, how do y'all deal with with knowing that you know the executives might wake up one morning and don't want to fuck with your shit anymore? Yeah, I mean, I think uh that that one i think hit in a weird way because it it Southside much more than bust down is a real like hit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know what i mean like where people know about it it is popular it is beloved <laughs> there's no like bad reviews of the shit right. and so i think it's one of those things where it's like i don't know how you kind of process that where where there's no real explanation. And I'm sure at the end of the day, HBO Max is shedding stuff right now. And like the numbers may not have matched enough to justify keeping it. It may truly be a numbers game, but it's like, ugh, you know what I mean? Like, you know, how do you, okay, if it's that, then what am I doing this for mm-hmm. other than, than just getting one episode off or, or a season that I really believe in? You know what I mean? Like, what's the goal now? But I'm wondering, yeah, like, I, how, does I was, that benefit, how does HBO Max benefit from that too, though? Because I mean, like, I, I have friends in my in my chat. Like, I don't know if I want to have HBO Max anymore. That's why I had it. You know, what I mean, yeah, for, I mean, for that. So, I I think they have they truly are like uh, all all the the streamers and whatever are are algorithm machines. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're really run by by accountants at this point mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. And so for them, it's like. Okay, if your you and your friend are gonna shed HBO Max, we can afford to lose that that number of people mm. because this show is this expensive and it brings in this many views and advertising dollars. We can afford to lose y'all because we're gonna gain on you know, sort of like the 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 cost we lost, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Or or didn't lose mm. rather. Yeah. I, I, I'm I was curious about that. Like you're obviously very experienced and thoughtful in all of the weird corners of the uh, the industry as it currently exists. And it just seems like it's so different, obviously, from where it was even like 10 years ago, certainly 20 years ago, where it was like the goal was find a sitcom right there for 15 years, you know, or, 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 or yeah. act on it for 10 years. Right. Like, and now, like you said, you get a deal with NBC. It's like, okay, maybe a six, six episodes or, you know, or, or, there's no decision maker, even if you are in a more established place like, you know, HBO or something. So how how do you navigate that? Like, do you wish there was more stability? Do you enjoy getting to do different things with more frequency? Like, how, where do you sort of land on the, the landscape of shit, I guess? You know, what's crazy is that uh, and this this will show you how different uh, the current state of the world is versus what it used to be. 
every contract you sign when you like sign for for a major show whatever the fuck it Mm -hmm. is uh if you're in any version of like a recurring cast member kind of thing they lock you into a version of hold something called holding Mm -hmm. which means that like or or positions rather so in the case of being first position on a show you often sign a a seven year contract for that show this show may not go seven years, but you sign a contract agreeing that for the next seven years, I am obligated to this thing, no matter how it plays out, which tells you that at some point in the industry, shows were going seven mm. fucking years. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, there's no favorite show I have that goes that Period. long anymore. Yeah. Like, I don't, I, it doesn't even exist in the way that this shit moves. So, you know, I think the, 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 to answer the larger question, how do you deal with it? I think you just start strategizing ways to like keep seasons small or to have control over the beginning and endings of things in the story you're telling because there's a chance this shit ain't coming back. So you might need a, a dope ass finale and no cliffhangers. You right. know what I mean? Right. So, 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 so to like put that shit in sports terms, it will be like an athlete signing a seven-year deal with every year there's a team option, which was like no athlete yeah. would ever fucking give, you know, the team that much well, power. Well, that's an NFL that's deal. Business that's an NFL deal. Yeah, I was about to say, and it would have to be in the NFL <laughs> yeah, because right. once they cut it, ain't they're not going to give you that seven years you didn't finish. They're like, nah, it's over. Good luck, big dog. Industry rule number 4,080, man. <laughs> yeah. no it's crazy I, I, and they're like and at least with the nfl you'd lose your job and like they probably let you still go like use the facilities every once in a while they they're not gonna let me back up in peacock <laughs> you know what i mean like i they're not gonna let me use the bathroom over there and and do push-ups in one of their their empty rooms there's no friend there's no love you know what i mean i i, I think sports might be more like that than you would think that it would be those key cards that, really they got a they got a hq that can push two buttons and revoke your key card access too you know like you don't you don't think warren sap could still show up and and they let him in they, they'll jerry they seinfeld like, could probably still get into peacock too but that's the old that's the old guard <laughs> when, when emotions still existed and human beings were running things right like we talked about that with sports with the analytics shit like i don't think people understand when, when you talk about analytics you're talking about like every pro sports team has math phd people doing quantum analysis like that like they hire all those people out of wall street they, they call them quants right like yeah. that's what they do they just build algorithms and like let the algorithm run everything and i it, it is a little like I'm not going to crack any bottle of Kyrie Irving open right now, but it does feel a little bit like what the fuck is going on here? Like the the math, the math algorithm canceled my favorite TV show. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we, we, we've talked about it a few times on, on my mama told me about like sort of the, the sports being fixed uh, conspiracy theory that like these, these decisions are sort of being made, and I do think it's it's a lot lighter than we think it is where like the shit is fixed. I think it's more like one individual just needed a, a thing to happen and worked really hard uh, on their part to help make that thing happen. But I don't think it's like the script shit that right, Arian right, Foster right, right. was talking about. <laughs> that said, 
that is the kind of like one person needing the thing, right? Is like yeah. you have these accountants who are sort of like making these hard choices and going like, yo, it's more profitable if this person and this team is competing. We can't decide if they win, but we sure would like it if the motherfuckers were, were involved in the conversation the whole time. Sponsored by FanDuel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested in how that would work in sports, though. Like, you know, how how would how would that work? Is it like like what, how does that show up that way of that that thinking when it comes to like you know um, you know what we're talking about the analytics shit? Or the I, like like shit? how how was yeah like the kind of changing up the changing up so like hey these two teams would do crazy numbers. You know Here, how here's it well here, here's a here's a small example. Do you think it's a coincidence that the Lakers have like the 28th easiest schedule for the last month and a half of the season given that the NBA knew that they were going to make a move at the trade deadline to be more competitive? You know what I mean? Like it's <sighs> it, it's not really an accident that they're charging up from 13th to 9th when if you look at their schedule they have the fewest back-to-backs, they play the easiest teams at home, and if you look at the way the roster is constructed, everyone knows like all right, the first half of the season they're not going to be that good. Let's make sure they get to you know go. On I mean, that's closer down. to like, scripted. Yeah, I mean, that's closer to scripted, though. You know what I'm saying? Look, like that's. Pre- I, I think, <clears throat> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think it's lightly sort of like strategized. It's the same reason Kawhi Leonard plays every third game, and like any no other job would let you do that. You you only play sometimes, and we just accept that. But it's like no, if he wants to rest, and we know he's going to perform in in the big in the big situations and he's gonna really this is what he does to show up we'll take the risk that that this is worth it i mean fortunately unfortunately it's never worked out for him <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> right. on the clippers at least you know what i'm saying no the clippers <laughs> he's struggling but it did kind of work for him in toronto yeah, that yeah. motherfucker wasn't playing like that in toronto we getting into some what? shit, bro. Who are you? Do you, do you have a basketball team? Like, is the NBA scripted? That's the title of this shit, dog. Thanks to bro. Herman says oh my, right, the, the algorithms right, are fixing right, the NBA. Right, right, right. I, I just think they're, I just think they're, they're betting on, on individuals. They're like, this motherfucker makes us money. Ka- Kawhi is a walking meme. That's why they, they. You think they didn't send him into that construction site for a reason? They were like. This motherfucker is gonna be silly in there, and we gotta we gotta take photos. Now the coach is in there. He's like, guys, we have to go. We this is important, and now the team is rallying. They wanted Kawhi in there. They don't give a fuck if Paul George is in there. He ain't photogenic. Got a good hairline. Hairline's too close to his eyebrows. <laughs> He does have a three head, bro. That my brother has the same shit. He has it because he's Italian, but he has the thing where it's got the step ladder right in the middle of the forehead. It just looks like a little push button, you know. He's got the original Jamie Foxx thing going on before he got it fixed. But I guess it does make sense, being that there's so much money involved in this. But I just can't see like like what Mike was saying, like all that thought put into it. For and I think. I think they the nice thing is you don't have to put in all that thought for most of the teams. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I think a lot of these teams are gonna sort of like even themselves out. Charlotte's gonna Charlotte yeah. 
fucking uh, Sacramento's gonna Sacramento. Like even when they're doing good, they they come on, y'all. What are we talking about? You know what I mean? So it's like we, you ain't got to worry about strategizing around that, but you do got to figure out a way to keep Dame competitive for for as long as he's been even though he lives in a shit city with uh no real draw other than dame lily yeah. you know what i mean like they gotta keep him competitive how do we get Bron in the playoffs he can't miss two playoffs back to back you know that's what i mean boring, that's boring basketball yeah you know what i mean that's <laughs> that's it he's bill cartwright's age now <laughs> and, and somehow still playing basketball that's yeah come on man <laughs> keep it going keep that party keep the train going what uh, do you have a, do you have a favorite nba team you i, I know you follow basketball are you just uh yeah you're not gonna like my nobody ever likes my answer but i i grew up obviously i'm from chicago so i was a, a major bulls mm-hmm. fan and the bulls are hard to continue to root for and so and also i'm a snake and a turncoat <laughs> Uh, and and so I can I remain a Bulls fan, but in my heart I fuck with I fuck with Golden State. You know what I mean? Oh. I I love them motherfuckers <laughs> over there. I like everything they <laughs> do. Red <laughs> Skin Alliance. <laughs> he got real happy too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that that Clay Thompson fights autism every day, and and shows out. He he every day he wakes up and he says. I'm going to do it despite my autism, and he fucking he does it. I love it. You just fuck with him for the neurodivergence. That's what, that's why you like the Warriors. <laughs> Where is this going? He, he's a star, baby. <laughs> oh, we about to get canceled because this nigga dog. <laughs> the basketball is fine. Right. But I really appreciate their different models of teaching people to read. Yeah, Not everyone learns on, the same way. God damn it. The fuck Bob on, Myers man. understands that. I I love it. I love seeing him thrive. He shows up in a boat boating outfit. He goes yachting and then comes to a game. And and you you can't root for that silly Billy. <laughs> nah, you, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> crazy, crazy, crazy. What made you like them niggas though, bro? When did it happen? Was it I, 2016? I I just think everybody over there is so funny, and they're so fun to like uh, the way that they rub people <coughs> wrong. It it just has always sort of existed in that that early 2015 2014. Wasn't it 2014 that they all finished assembling? Into yeah, I think 2015 thing? was the first time they won. Yeah, 2015. Right. Yeah, yeah. So so yeah, that that because the year before they had like done really well. Yeah, for sure. But I think it was around then that I was like, oh. That these are silly bills. <laughs> that that one can't close his mouth, and, and the, <laughs> the other one runs silly, but he he keeps on hurting big men's feelings. Yeah, it's relatable, I, relatable. I love everybody over here. Uh, as someone who had a personal reason to root for the Warriors for a couple of years, I would say they're the most fun bandwagon team. They're by far the most fun team to bandwagon, maybe in sports history. I got to root I for the Chiefs so. this year, which was super fun, but. There's some, you know, relatives and stuff. Is that, but the Warriors is it, because of exactly what you said. People are always annoyed at them, and they're annoyed for the dumbest reasons. Like, yeah, you're mad because they made basketball more interesting as a whole for everyone across the country at all ages. Like, that's what you're yeah. angry about. Like, 
Yeah, no, you, they created a form of basketball that makes me scared to even step on like pickup court, <sighs> courts now because like everybody is a threat from 45 <laughs> feet. I can't do that anymore. So like I'm good. I retire, but like they created a game I really like watching now. Bro, I was watching a high school game recently and was like, they're shooting from so far out. Like I was like, me and my buddy were like, that's so far where these high school kids are shooting from. You know what I mean? Like I it, I didn't have the upper body strength to shoot from where so many kids my size shoot from in high school, junior high sometimes. I didn't have the lower body strength. <laughs> my legs couldn't have got the ball there from from this deep, nigga. It's different these days, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I had the same thing. I had the same. I've been like, I just, I don't miss basketball at all because of watching the game that these warriors created. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That we see, mainly Steph, that Steph has created, bro. It's just, it's, it's not the same basketball I grew up watching, dog. At all. Yeah, no, it's a different it's, it's a different sport now and it's better and every child is better than I was and and possibly better than I am. So like, nah, I'm good. I I'll be a, a fan of this wild transformation in technique and shit, you know? For sure, for sure. Langston, you got any questions for us, bro? Yeah, I got oh, I I've been sitting on this for a while and I feel like you guys are are pretty insightful in you know in the world of basketball. I what happened to uh Porzingis? Let's walk that that whole thing through. Cuz he was he was something in New York. Yeah. You know what I mean? The algorithms like ain't real... fuck with him, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the white accountant is making the decisions, pulling to the streets, making sure yeah, we're no, in the it... playoffs. He said All right. they need it. You know what I'm saying? But if you if you want me to really get conspiratorial, let's go. Let's not, go. Cause this, he's this... not not without a sexual assault uh uh history, right? Mm-hmm. Like that that was part of the shit that got him in trouble, quote unquote, in New York. Was that was that is it? Yes. Okay, I'm not. I want him. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So he he had like accusation. I don't know. You know, I'm not in in enough of any world to be able to decide if he did or did not do it. But he certainly was being accused of sexual assault while he was in New York, and that was also during that injury. So if I'm an algorithm man, I ain't betting on that. Yeah. And maybe you shouldn't either. Fuck him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like with that new information, fuck them. You know what I mean? I just think. But then you put them, you pair them with Luca. You think, oh, this is like this will be a magical pair, yeah. and he'll be he'll be phenomenal again. And he he look, you know, he can't touch his toes no more. What happened to the boy? <laughs> Listen, if, if, if Mark, if you a white boy who Mark Cuban can't save, it might be a rap for you, dog. That man was over here trying to put together the fourth Reich for a minute, dog. I was like, whoa, whoa, what's what's going on here, bro? <laughs> That's why he liked Delonte West. He like, you like it, man. Come on, I'm gonna fix you. <laughs> I just love the jazz and the fucking Mavs like fighting over like mid-tier white basketball players. Like it's the last yeah. steak on earth. Just like with a piece of meat in each of their mouths, just <laughs> 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 They they were watching Lori marketing from the tree. You know what I mean? They were <laughs> they was rubbing their hands together like we gonna get you, we gonna get you. That, that, that man that man Mark Cuban picked motherfucking um Eric Dampier over Steve Nash in the early two thousands and was like I will never betray my race like this ever again. <laughs> yeah. And he was right, bro. Cause what the fuck, bro? Yeah. 
That's a, that's yeah. a, that was that was the raw decision for it sure. It was like I I will always bet on a good white man from now on. I'm, I'm not gonna mess around with these people over here. Here's your here's your Chris Stapps Porzingis update from uh, the the night before we recorded. The wizard uh, oh Adams uh, our other producer Adam is punching air at his fucking house right now. He's a big Wizards fan. Uh, Porzingis oh, no, is on I'm the sorry. Wizards. He scored 43 points last night for the Wizards on 22 shots. He was 17 to 22 for 43 points, and they lost to the Hawks by two. <laughs> Whoa! But see, I thought he was going to do keep doing that all the time, and and it's like he sometimes he does that, and then he does like you know just the layup line, and you forget that he's even there, kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. <clears throat> I was I was I interviewed uh, Nas Reed recently, and he was saying that Chris Stapps was a nigga that cooked his ass when he was a rookie, like that he just couldn't yeah. guard this motherfucker. And now, like you said, you know, it's just he's just not the guy we thought he was. He's, but he's seven foot, man. That's a lot to ask, man. You know what I mean? I will. <laughs> he's in a unicorn, my guys. <laughs> Sorry, Adam, <laughs> the unicorn, man. <laughs> I I will say that I do think that basketball and maybe all sports is so much just confidence. It like really is like not just, but a lot of the difference between the success of NBA players is truly like some of these motherfuckers just believe in themselves so much more than everyone else who somehow also made it to this impossible position. Right. And so like Chris Stapps maybe had that confidence for a while and then just he's he's unfinding it and refinding it again, Adam. Maybe maybe once again he'll be the, the unicorn you dreamt. <laughs> Good luck Adam. with that, Adam. You back. feel me? Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Langston, thanks for hopping out with us, bro. We appreciate it. Everyone, Hell check yeah. out My Mama Told Me uh, anywhere you get your podcast, anywhere you listen to this, I presume. And uh, yeah, man. G- g- best of luck. Always wishing you luck. Glad everything's good with the fam. <laughs> <laughs> I I I should have said it. I, we are getting a divorce. So no. I, I, no, I'm joking. <laughs> I know you're really happy in your marriage because of how quickly you put your hand up to say you're a joker. Right, right, right. No, I, uh, baby, don't hit me, uh, <laughs> bro. Bro, that that Instagram post you had when you wish your wife happy right there, and you were like, "Look at my old ass wife. None of y'all old women look this good." <laughs> bro I showed that to my wife she's like yeah I know you would laugh at some shit like this <laughs> <laughs> yeah we have fun over here she puts up I'm a rascal you know what I mean a silly billy <laughs> <laughs> oh shit thanks yeah, yeah, appreciate you appreciate my boy appreciate you man for sure for sure It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.